Okay, so in the aftermath of the Xadavian Sims commitment to Oregon, guys, I really want to sit here and talk about kind of where I feel like the recruiting game is, but also to address a couple things because I think everybody's getting too worked up about a guy that had only played in Durant for, I believe it's only been two years. So not even an Oklahoma native, just a guy that was playing here in the state. People are getting really worked up. But guys, before we dive into it, go ahead and hit that like and hit the subscribe button. Let me know what you all are thinking down in the comments below. Guys, I get it. You're upset. You guys are emotional over losing Zadavian Sims. But let's try to push those emotions and upset feelings aside. And let's talk about the state of Oklahoma recruiting and what we think could happen for the rest of the class. Let's try to uh, be joyful about it, okay? Let's not be doomers here. So, the Oklahoma Sooners lost Zadavian Sims to the Oregon Ducks. And yeah, it stings because the kid was playing in the state of Oklahoma. But I was talking to Jay over at, over at Unfair Sports about this, and I get it. I know what a lot of you guys heard from other people around the industry about Zadavian Sims, Zadavian Sims trying to recruit David Stone to Oregon. I want to uh, remind everybody of something. The difference that I think you're going to see in between, and I haven't talked to Zadavian or David Stone. I, would, I, don't, I want to preface that right now. I have not talked to either of them. I'm putting my own thoughts out here. I think the difference you're going to see between those two recruits, Zadavian Sims is not from Oklahoma. So I don't know if he grew up with Oklahoma Sooner like love and loyalties because he's not from the state. He played in Durant for two years, probably because that's where Sean Cooper and C4 Sports are. David Stone, on the other hand, is an Oklahoma native. It's been known that he loves Oklahoma. So in that instance, I would say, okay, I could see where David Stone understands how his mindset of picking the Oklahoma Sooners could change what the standard has been for Oklahoma defense, not only defensive line recruiting, but Oklahoma defensive recruiting in general. I just want fans to understand that. And I also want you guys to understand sometimes what you guys post in the message boards is too much because recruits and players and coaches and everybody sees that. And yes, a lot of these recruitments are going to come down to 90% of the time facilities, what the school has to offer, and, I mean, the majority of the time it's going to be relationships. Who has the best relationship? It's not going to help, though, when the fans are out here trashing players for not picking their school. So, anyways, that's all I wanted to say on that. I know I posted about it on Twitter, but, you know, I just kind of want to talk about it. But I want to talk about kind of where I think the class is going to end at this point in state of where we're at because I think there's a lot of doom over Oklahoma recruiting right now, and I want to be able to provide some potential, how should I say this, not like sunshine pumping, but maybe some hope. Because the Oklahoma Sooners, regardless of how you want to look at it, are still in a really good spot. Specifically, like, let's look at the defensive line. Because if you look at the defensive line, yeah, last year, unfortunately, we lost out on Renaud and Hicks, who 
If Oklahoma lands both of those guys, I don't see anybody here complaining. Because if you get LeBlanc, Hicks, and Renaud, oh my gosh. I mean, 2024 would be a hard year to follow up on that. And because you thought you were in a really good position for Hicks and Renaud, you missed out on Edric Hill, and you missed out on the other kid. I'm trying to think of his name. Can't think of him at the moment. Not Johnny Bowens. Not the one. Not, not, not that kid. I'd have to look him up. But you guys catch my... Oh, Marcus Deal. That ended up at TCU. Right? You felt like you were in a good position for two other guys. Two elite players. And so you don't prioritize the other two. That's recruiting. That's how this works. And unfortunately, for Bates, it didn't work out. And before we dive into the predictions, I want to address the Bates situation. Todd Bates is still a really good recruiter. I want people to understand Bates had been recruiting guys like Peter Woods, Vic Burley, and those guys to Clemson for years. Not Oklahoma, Clemson. And yeah, he had kind of already been in the recruiting cycle for a whole year at that point. But how, if you're a recruit and one coach has sold you on the idea of going to this school, Right? How does that look when he comes back and tries to sell you in another school? When you're already bought into this one school over here. And I get it. Some people go for the coach. A lot of the time, it's going to be skill position players, quarterbacks, wide receivers. They want to go play with a coach that they know is good at development. Same thing for defensive linemen sometimes, but there's a lot of good coaches out there that can develop you. I mean, let's just be honest. So, yeah. I just want people to understand that this year and next year are going to be the breakout years for Todd Bates, and probably more so next year than this year. But we still have high expectations for this class because you've got guys like David Stone in this class. <laughs> so, let's go ahead and dive into it a little bit. And we're going to start on the defensive line. So, you heard Parker talk about Williams and Winery. I'm still I'm I'm iffy iffy on putting him in this class. So for now, I don't have him in my predictions. But when I show you guys the class calculator, I'll show you what it looks like with him and without him. David Stone, I think ends up in the class. And you guys heard my reason why. He's an Oklahoma native kid. He grew up liking the Sooners. He has every reason to be a Sooner. Zadavian Sims did not have every reason. People just assume because he's an in-state kid and a top prospect that he's going to be at OU. That's not the case. Wasn't there like a five-star corner or a safety in Tulsa that went to Michigan a couple of years ago? I'm pretty sure there was. They don't always end up here. So I got David Stone. Now, I also know what a lot of people are saying about Dominic McKinley, and I really like where Oklahoma is at with McKinley. However, when it comes to McKinley, I think there are a couple things that Oklahoma really has to watch out for. One, you're going up against Ohio State and Larry Johnson. That's going to be a hard one to beat. And you're already going to have to go up against Larry Johnson with at least Nigel Smith and David Stone. And I don't see you going a perfect score against Larry Johnson. Larry Johnson's going to beat you somewhere. 
And if you get David Stone, I think people would have to be okay if you miss out on McKinley. But if you land McKinley, it's all upside. So again, like Winery, not counting on it, but we'll show you what it looks like if he commits to OU. Additionally, you're having to go up against Elijah Robinson at Texas A&M, who's done an incredible job down there. Put up one of the best classes of all time at Texas A&M. One of the best defensive line classes we've ever seen. And then, of course, you've got Alabama. Well, Alabama right now, I mean, you've got Nick Saban. So, yeah, and then LSU, of course, with Jamar Kane. So, not sure where LSU's at on that list for... In my opinion, I feel like they're a little bit lower. Alabama, Texas A&M, Texas, Oklahoma, and Ohio State, I feel like are the leaders above LSU. But being from Louisiana, LSU, I think, has always got a shot. So David Stone, I think, is your five-star. I think I would mark him down and put my ass on the line to say David Stone's in your class. Nigel Smith, the four-star, a lot of us believe could be a five-star by the end of this class, from Melissa, Texas. I think he'll be a Sooner. We've talked to him. You hear a lot of other people feel really good about him. Now, this is one of those recruitments where I think, like, <laughs> this could be one of the ones you lose to Larry Johnson, as good as we feel about it. Reason being is Peyton Pierce right now is at Ohio State and has been recruiting him there. However, Nigel Smith has seemed, has seemed pretty high about Oklahoma. So we'll have to see where this goes. I think he'll be a sooner, but... Watch out for Larry Johnson in Ohio State. Joseph Jonah Ajonier, I, I I think he'll be free a sooner. However, Georgia's making a push. He got to go on the Georgia's scavenger hunt. And, you know, he was out there with a lot of elite players and Dylan Riola. So, I mean, Georgia, I think, is the team to watch out for if you're Oklahoma. But it sounds like Oklahoma is the leader there. And as long as OU continues to push really hard there, along with, continuing to push the idea of the sole mission, which is what stood out to Joseph Jonah Ajonye, then you're probably good there at that point. Now, since you lost out on Zadavian Sims, I think you're potentially going to see a couple of other guys potentially pop up in this class. And, you know, maybe instead of taking just Zadavian Sims, maybe you take two more. So one of the other ones is Alex January from Duncanville, Texas. Now, Alex January... Uh, is teammates with Colin Simmons. So if Colin Simmons ends up at LSU, you would think that maybe Alex January follows him out there. However, nothing set in stone, but that's a recruitment that you guys need to watch out for. Additionally, I have Jaden Jackson in this class. I think if you get David Stone, you can get Jaden Jackson. And Jaden Jackson, currently the number 663 ranked player in the class, can kind of fill in for that nose tackle position, which is what you were going to use Sims for. At 6'2", 300 pounds, definitely a guy I think that would be a take. And Alex January, by the way, was a 6'4", 325-pound kid. So either one of those guys will be takes. If you can get both, that would be really good. Uh, additionally, I would like to see Todd Bates try to get back into the recruitment of Tyler Moore, but I've talked to Parker about it one time on a space and he said Oklahoma has been kind of well removed from that recruitment so I'm not sure if anything's going to change there again really haven't had a chance to talk to him um, guys that you could see potentially oh you go after and try to flip maybe a Kellen Lindstrom from Springfield Missouri you had taught you had heard Brandon Drum and Parker Thune kind of talking about it on a live where they had felt like OU was in really good position there right before he ended up committing saying like hey this is going to get closed down so maybe that's a guy you look at and potentially saying hey like OU's got a shot there 
So uh, Kavion Henderson, a guy that Oklahoma was originally in, I just don't think they're going to be able to flip him from Arkansas. I think that recruitment's pretty well there. He's been there for a while. T.A. Cunningham, guys, I just don't think he's a take. I just don't think he's a fit for the culture. But we all wish T.A. Cunningham the best. And you know what? If Oklahoma decides to go after him and we're wrong, we're wrong. So there's a lot of good guys that Oklahoma could go in there, try to get in for, especially now that you lost Sims. But I think it'll be David Stone, Nigel Smith, Joseph Jonah Ajonier, and Jaden Jackson on the defensive line. In terms of the Ed's position, I'm going to continue to take my stance that it's going to either be Zena Yumio Azulu or Logan Thomas. I included Zena into this class prediction because I've been taking that position this entire time. So we'll have to keep an eye there. Other guys you could potentially be watching out for, Jason Ross, uh, Dakias Brinkley, um, Owen Waffle, a flip from Notre Dame, or even Wyatt Gilmore out of Rogers, Minnesota. We actually did a whole video on him. So you guys can keep an eye out for those. Additionally, guys that Oklahoma could potentially go out there and get. At the running back position, I think it's easy. I think we're all pretty much in agreement with this. If you don't, jump in the comments. Taylor Tatum, Caden Durham. I don't think we need to dive into it too much more. Other than you have Stacey Gage. Uh, I will say Xavier Robinson, except you guys know that I've told you I just don't think he's a running back. I think OU uses him a little bit differently. Uh, I think you've heard that from a couple other people as well across the industry. But when you look at the wide receiver positions, at this point, it's just Brian Wesco that I think is uh, the commit. If Brian Wesco doesn't commit, then we'll go down that road later on and look at additional prospects. But I think Brian West goes to take there. And then when it comes to uh, inside offensive linemen. So obviously I have been on the bandwagon with Parker and Brandon. I have talked to Casey Poe myself. I believe Casey Poe will be a sooner. But again, the team to watch out for is the pesky Georgia Bulldogs, especially after they just landed Dylan Riola, the number one player and the quarter or the number one uh, player and the number one quarterback in this class. I mean, maybe he has some sway to get him there. Additionally, I think you get the uh, center Jason Zandamella. I hope I said that last name right. At 6'3", 285, I think he would be an incredible take. He currently has an official visit set up with Oklahoma. And, yeah, I'd like to see him there. As far as the offensive tackles go, I think you've got Bennett Warren uh, and Caden Massey, and we already have Isaiah Autry. So that would give Oklahoma, what is it, five, six offensive linemen. I think I would like to see Oklahoma take six to seven. Uh, I, I At one point, I would have said Grant Bricks, but... My gosh, guys, Parker's probably Parker Thune is the most plugged into that recruitment. And yeah, um, I, I just don't know. I don't know. So I'm, I'm going to follow whatever Parker says there. And I don't think Parker feels too confident right now. Maybe you guys can ask him on the next OU Insider stream, but I'm not going to include Grant Bricks at this time. I tried to get it connected with him one time and it's been super hard. So I get it. The kid just probably doesn't like the whole process. But, you know, there are other offensive linemen that Oklahoma could potentially go out there and look at outside of Grant Bricks. You got Weston Davis, you've got Max Anderson, and then you have on the inside offensive line, you got Liam Andrews, you've got uh, Eddie Pierre Lewis. So there's options there, uh, but I just think that it's going to be those guys on the offensive line for the Sooners. Now, linebacker position is probably the interesting one because I know a lot of you guys are going to say, what about Sammy Brown? Well, again, I'm not like plugged into that recruitment. He's a five-star, guys, and the only five-star I've talked to really outside of Dominic McKinley is Justin Williams, the linebacker who I think is going to end up at Oregon and I don't think is going to be a Sooner. So 
yeah, that's just this is my thing, guys. Defense are five stars are a little bit harder to get a hold of. And since I'm not like an insider and I'm not a big guy yet, you know, or maybe ever, um, yeah, I just don't. I'm not gonna have that kind of insider knowledge. You're gonna have to go to Brandon and Parker, and I rely on what they say because I think they're the best in the industry for Oklahoma football. Uh, but for the linebacker position, uh, you guys have said it, Braden Platt. Braden Platt, the 6'2", 240-pound linebacker, I think he would be an excellent take for the Oklahoma Sooners. Additionally, you've got Ty Anthony Smith. Um, yeah, I really like the kid. Heard good things there across uh, multiple fronts. And then, of course, Michael Boganowski. I just think the staff really loves him. And if you're going to recruit that area really well, you've got to be able to take a guy like Michael Boganowski, who I think has, and Jay has even said it too, but the upside of a PJ Adebayore in terms of how quickly he could rise to the rankings, probably not going to be a five-star. Sorry, guys, if you see me adjusting the thing down here, I've got the dogs laying under my feet. They keep moving, but um, he, I think he has that kind of upside in order in terms to grow and develop and kind of, you know, gain that, um, prospectinism is that is that the right word um in terms of the recruiting rankings for 2024 so and then of course at safety i think you know michael or michael patterson mcdonald will end up being in this class another oklahoma native guy i mean why would he not be a take and then the corner obviously eli bowen <laughs> it's funny but people for some reason were freaking out about the texas official visit guys his brother's here he likes oklahoma I don't think there's any reason to freak out. Now, it'd be nice to get a guy like Kobe Black. I just don't think Oklahoma's going to get a Kobe Black. So I'm not going to put him in there. But let me go ahead and show you guys exactly what this class calculator looks like. Because honestly, in terms of anything that I do for you guys when in recruiting, this is probably my favorite tool to use. So 247 has this. Any of you guys can go on here. And look this up, and I'm and I'm looking at it. I'm hoping you guys can see it. Let me zoom in a little bit, and maybe that will help you guys be able to see it on your screen. Let me see how that looks. Okay, that looks a lot better. Okay, so as of right now, I have this recruiting class with 24 commits at a 288.17 composite score. So you might be asking me, Preston, where does that put the Sooners in terms of the rankings right now? Well, 288 would obviously put them at number one. But you have Michigan at 249.2 with 17 commits, Georgia at 245.86 with 13, and Ohio State at 238.43. So you would imagine if things continue to go the way that they do now, all three of those schools would probably finish above Oklahoma. So Oklahoma would probably be looking at the four or five spot again this year. But if you get a four or five spot this year and you get the guys you think you're going to get on the defensive line, that's pretty incredible. So 288.70 composite score. It's all of these guys. Again, guys, if you have not played with the 247 Sports Class Calculator, go in and play with it. It is so much fun to kind of just speculate and be like, all right, what is this class going to potentially look like? But I told you guys we'd add Williams and Winery in here because I know some people don't want to give up on that recruitment. And since, you know, Parker's kind of been high on it for a while, we'll include him. And then for Giggles, we will include Dominic McKinley. I can spell his name right. We'll just do it by the last name. Can't spell today. Which 
By the way, we're going to have to edit this a little bit. If you get Dominic McKinley, you're probably going to have to take out another defensive lineman in here. So let's just take out Jaden Jackson, which is also another thing here. I want to point this out. If let's say you get David Stone, Nigel Smith, Joseph Ajone, Williams and Winery, and Dominic McKinley. Yeah, Zadavian Sims probably didn't want to be part of this class if that's what it was going to look like. Just because, I mean, where is he going to see time, right? I mean, yeah, at the center position, but and maybe Jade Jackson still will take at this point, but we're going to take him out just for the sake of argument. So we add these two in here, and then if, uh, that would give Oklahoma a 301.45 composite score with 25 commits. So let's say that probably puts you in the top three at that point. Now, let's say you were being really optimistic at this point now. Let's say you land both of those guys. Plus everybody else in here, we're going to go in here and take out Ty Anthony Smith, and let's add a guy like Sammy Brown. Because I know that's everybody's favorite guy to talk about. Let's add Sammy Brown in here with 25 commits. It gives you a 306.89. I still think your top three, probably top two, but we're still going to say safe to three. So 25 commits, and let's say. You also get Stacy Gage, because I think if Stacy Gage wants to be in this class, you get Stacy Gage. And let's say you land Kobe Black, because I know a lot of you guys want to know what that looks like. In a perfect world, this is going to be a perfect world recruiting class right here. 313.26. It's going to have all the five stars that you guys want. Dominic McKinley, Kobe Black, Sammy Brown, David Stone, Williams, and Winery. And then Bryant Wesco is a two four seven five star, just not in the composite yet. So that would be let's just say two four seven five stars. That's one, two, three, four, five, six, and that's still leaving the potential for Taylor Tatum to also crack into five star territory because he's literally one spot outside of being a five star. So that's what the Oklahoma class could look like if we were being a hundred percent optimistic. Like I said, realistically, let's take out Winery, let's take out Brown, let's take out. Dominic McKinley, and uh, let's add back in Jaden Jackson and Ty Anthony Smith. So, ideally, that's where I think you land if you're the Oklahoma Sooners. Not a bad recruiting class. It's really not. And Oklahoma Sooner fans should be plenty happy enough if Todd Bates is just able to go out there and land those three or four or five guys. There should be no complaints at that point. So, guys, this is what I think could happen with the Oklahoma Sooners. And it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun to see where this class ends up and to see, you know, hey, am I right? You know? I'm just out here giving you guys my thoughts. That's all I am. I'm I'm not going to consider myself a huge insider. Yes, we have recruits on the podcast. We interview them. Sometimes I still talk to them, but I'm not going to consider myself an insider. I still lean a lot on Parker Thune and Brandon Drum and a lot of these other guys out there. So, um, guys, one thing you can do for me, go ahead, hit that like and hit the subscribe button. Guys, tell me what you think of something like this. Do you want us to do another one? Maybe uh, Metal Summer after Champion Barbecue, after we've seen a couple more commits and kind of review where we're at again and give you one final one. Uh, you know, what do you guys think about these? But guys, if we continue to lose recruits, don't be upset, guys. There are other directions. Sometimes there's a lot of things going in the background that you guys just don't understand. Don't be calling out recruits. Don't do that. It just gives everybody a bad look. But again, 
go ahead, hit the like, hit the subscribe button, jump down the comments below. Let me know what you guys think.